parishes, including Natchitoches, Avoyles, Grant, Wynn, Allen, and throughout the entire state. Robinson Family Mortuary is staffed with over 40 years of tender loving care and experience. Robinson Family Mortuary offers cremation, floral arrangements, headstones, and catering for your repast. For information regarding any of our services, please feel free to contact Dolores or Tyrone at 318-442-7300. That's 318-442-7300. Robinson Family Mortuary, a family serving families. Robinson Family Mortuary is now located at 1815 Military Highway, Hineville, Louisiana. Hours of operation are from 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Robinson Family Mortuary, a proud sponsor of this program. Southern Heritage Bank is Central Louisiana's family of banks that provide that personal service in a corporate environment. Southern Heritage Bank is located 5211 Jackson Street. You can phone them at 318-561-2227. Southern Heritage Bank has a full range of services that are available such as online banking, freedom checking, 24-hour bank line. You can phone 1-800-992-7059. And we are an equal housing lender. Southern Heritage Bank promises prompt services without unnecessary hassle. Come in. Let us service your banking needs. Again, that all-important phone number is 318-561-2227. Your life is a wreck. Your car is a wreck. Will your family be next? At Hunter & Beck, it's not about the money. It's about respect. With Hunter & Beck, you get experienced trial attorneys. 318-487-1997 or 800-448-8614. And remember... At Hunter and Beck, you get Hunter and Beck. Thank you for tuning in for today's message with Reverend Larry R. Turner. If you would like a copy of today's message, you can contact the church office at 318-443-8715 to purchase a CD for only a $7 donation. Always remember, it's worth a trip to come and visit Christian Love Baptist Church, 3515 Hudson Boulevard, Alexandria, Louisiana. Welcome to a broadcast of Live Big Ministries, a ministry of Hollywood Presbyterian Church in Shreveport, Louisiana, where Harry Cooper Jr. is pastor and spirit coach. We're located at 2840 Hollywood Avenue. At Live Big Ministries, we are encouraging and equipping people to live in victory every day, believing in God. We worship each Sunday at 1030 and hold Bible study each Tuesday at 630. If you're interested in prayer or counseling, call us at 318-610-0068. You can also follow us at livebigministries.com or on Facebook. Listen now to a recent message from Pastor Harry Cooper. You will find in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, verses 58 and 59. It says this, Therefore, my dear sisters and brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the vain, in, your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Now that's the new international version. I, I still kind of like it from the King James version. It says, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for you know your labor in the Lord is not in vain. For as long as the Spirit gives utterance, 
want to just preach from the topic, pieces of a dream. Pieces of a dream. Let me ask, are there any dreamers here today? Someone who still has an aspiration that they are looking toward manifesting and bringing into their present reality. Anybody here today who still believes that God is not finished with you yet? I, I'm just stopping by to encourage some dreamers as we begin this Advent season. This is the first Sunday of Advent, and in some, some um, structures it's either the day of hope or others it is the day of peace. This year we are focusing on peace. So when I say pieces of a dream, I am focusing on the sense that there is a designed dream or a outcome that the divine is actively putting forth in our lives. He is coming. That becomes like a dream. But the reality is right now we only have a piece of that dream. You feel me? And when I say pieces of a dream, if you still actively have a dream in your life, is it, has it yet been fully fulfilled? Is there anybody who has absolutely fulfilled every dream in your life? If you, if you have, I, 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 I'm encouraging you to dream again. If you haven't, then I encourage you to not Quit. Do not give up, but keep pressing on to your blessing because your blessing may be coming in your pressing. It, it, when, when I say that, it, it comes in the pressing. Why? Because in order for your dream to be able to sustain itself once it has manifested, you're going to have to have some strength and some stamina. Imagine. What happens if you were to plant some seeds, anybody who has ever been a gardener, and you planted some seeds and they sprouted up right away? When the sun comes out, those seeds, even though you are proud, when the sun comes up, it'll wither. Why? Because it did not grow any Root, all right, I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm just, every now and then I'll pause like that just to make sure you're tracking with me. Because it did not grow any root. So it sprouted right up. You got real happy, but you didn't, it was unable to sustain itself. Sometimes dreams happen that way. And you see some people who start out on fire. And then a couple years later, you ask yourself, whatever happened to? They, they, they burned out. They, they didn't have the sustaining capabilities to sustain themselves through the sudden success of their dream. But then you start looking at some people who you see that seem like they have been instant stars. But then you start seeing their scars. 
You start hearing their story of how long they worked and put their life in the lab and how long they did practice and prepare themselves through days and nights in which they had to sometimes sacrifice themselves, not always having enough to eat, not always having a place to sleep, but they had a dream that they would not let go and it would not let them go and they kept on pressing and it was in their pressing that they gained strength. It was in their pressing that they gained a stamina. It was in their pressing that they got their blessing. And so here we are with these pieces of a dream, these pieces that have not yet been all put together, but we know that they're there. And that's what we find in the gospel of Mark, that there are pieces of a dream. We have this sense that Jesus is speaking to the, to the disciples and he is sharing with them about some times that are yet to come. That is a dream. That is a time that has not yet happened, but it is going to happen. And therefore, since it is going to happen, you might as well be prepared. Now, that, that also is a sense of what we do as dreamers, as anyone who has a dream. Part of the dream is understanding that if you know it's coming, why act surprised when it gets here? He, you, you, you've been putting in the work. Now, it doesn't mean you be cocky. It does not mean you embrace arrogance, but it does mean that, oh, my goodness, I didn't expect it. Well, if you didn't expect it, why were you working for it? What was the point of holding fast to your dream if when your dream came, you didn't know what to do with it? See, part of dream fulfillment is the work that you put in to fulfill the dream. The dream is simply that, that, that thing that is out there, the dream for peace even. We're looking for peace and looking to live in a world of peace, a world in which North Korea and South Korea can be at peace. A world with, in which Democrats and Republicans don't act like they're bloods and crips. A world in which bloods and crips don't act like they're bloods and crips. In which we don't involve ourselves in all this interpersonal gang banging or when Baptists and Presbyterians don't act like we, there's a Baptist heaven and a Presbyterian heaven and a Methodist heaven and an and a, a AME heaven and a United Methodist heaven and a Pentecostal heaven. I, 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 I'm not, I don't share that vision. I share a vision and a sense that God is calling all of us into a space and a revelation and understanding that, yes, there will be some tumultuous times in our midst, but these tumultuous times are not meant to give birth to more tumultuous times, but these tumultuous times are meant to give birth to a reality that peace is on the way. You see, there, there is a, a, a peacekeeper, and my peacekeeper is not my Glock. My Glock cannot keep peace. My, my 45 cannot pe keep peace, and apparently 45 in the yet-to-be United States White House can't keep peace either. 
when I'm talking about peace and the type of peace that I'm talking about is not the type of peace that any normal mortal man can bring. When we're talking about the pieces of a dream and the pieces of that can come from this dream of peace, we're talking about some people who are willing to put in some hard work. Now understand, putting in hard work means dealing with difficult people. You're working to be a peacemaker. You're working to live in a world in which there is peace. You might have to be like Jesus. Uh-oh. Now, now I, I, I'm about to break down a Jesus for just a moment that is not uh, the most politically understandable version of Jesus. See, many people, when they think about Jesus... They think about this guy who uh, comes with this long robe, and, and, and you probably envision if Jesus was talking to you, you probably think that what he would be saying would be in a soft, normal tone. Anybody have that vision of Jesus? Kind of thinking when Jesus talks, he talks calmly. He, he always says the thing that you need to hear at that moment. He's, he's, he's a peaceful lamb, Right? So if I lift up scriptures where Jesus said, I didn't come with peace, I came with a sword, then you'd be saying, is that Jesus? Those couldn't be the words of Jesus, right? And when, when he calls people a vile and despicable generations, I mean, that, that, that's Jesus too, understand this. That everything that Jesus said is not the thing that you want to think is most easily digestible. And if you have any view of a long Hair, blue-eyed Jesus, let me dispel that myth right here and right now. And I do it for a reason, because it is thought that until, <laughs> until white Jesus dies, there will be no liberation of all people. I, I say it. It may not be comfortable, but until I don't put up a picture of a long-haired, sandal-wearing, blue-eyed guy, and you say, who is that? Until somebody says that and doesn't say, oh, that goes Jesus. Then there will always be this sense in our head that the liberation of people is going to come through some blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy. And until we understand that that is a geophysical impossibility, which means you could not be that, that guy could not exist even today, let alone 2,000 years ago. That guy is some picture of somebody's made-up mind that has been used consistently to hold people in subjection, especially people of color, melanated people. I'm just saying what I'm saying because I encourage God's people to look and pray for peace, and you can't deal with peace by living in lies. There is no peace in a lie. The only way we can deal with peace and deal peacefully is to tell the truth to each other about ourselves, about each other. Do not become victims of stuff. There's no peace in victimization. Yes, the devil has been done stuff. Yes, folk have done stuff in your life. And yes, that has an effect on us. Yes, we may truly be in PTSD. Post, we have PSSD, post-slavery uh, system, and post-traumatic slavery system post-traumatic slavery syndrome, and post-traumatic trauma syndrome. And that's a reality. You cannot have done, have had done to us what has been done to us as a people for so many years and it not have an effect. However, that effect does not have to be permanent. 
That effect does not have to become our excuse. That effect can be the catalyst that drives us forward to do the things they thought we never could do because we have a God who can when everybody says we can't. So this is where the rubber hits the road, pieces of a dream. What is it that you are dreaming about? What is the vision that God has placed in your mind for your life? God has something for you to do that only you can do. If, you, if it wasn't for you and if you don't do it, it won't get done. How powerful is that? You see, you cannot look at yourself in any sad kind of way. You can't be feeling sorry for yourself when you know you got something to do. Think about how many mothers who could have spent time feeling sorry for themselves. Oh, uh, uh, Bobby left. He left me with these three kids, and, 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 and all I got is some more excuses. You can either feel sorry for yourself, or you can get yourself up and start saying, I got these three kids, thank you, Lord. Let's work with me, God, because I want to feed them and do the best I can. I, can't give, I might not be able to give them a mansion. I may not be able to give them money, but I can give them as much love as I got. I'm not going to let what happened to me continue to control what I will be. What happened to you happened to you. Yes, and I'm going to make as better choices as I can in the future. I'm not going to hold Richard responsible for what Bobby did. I'm not going to think that everybody, everybody going to be Bobby. I'm not going to think everybody is going to be rich. I'm going to accept people for who they are, where they are, and allow myself to be the best self I can. See, we're talking about that pieces of a dream because you know there's something that you have to accomplish. You know there's something that you have to do, and you're not going to let anything or anybody get in the way of what God has for you to do in your life. That thing that God has placed within you, those pieces of a dream that you began to start putting together, and then you see the whole picture start coming out in your life. You see that? That's, oh my goodness! Don't you don't you just love it when stuff comes together? I, I used to watch the A Team, and I watch you know B A Bar. I think B A Bar. I love it when a plan comes together. And, and see, when you understand that God has a plan for your life, a plan that you don't always see when you're going through what you're going through, then you start saying, oh, that's what that was for. Oh, yeah. I remember when, uh, when, we, had to, when we had to just use um, uh, um, cornbread to chop up the pot liquor, and that gave us a little strength. Oh, now I know how to be creative. Yeah. <laughs> You see, if I happen to find myself in a situation again, I know I'm going to survive because I survived with less before. And so now I know, yeah, oh, that's what that was for. Oh, yes, oh, yes, you disappointed me. You ran off with all the things that I thought was me, and then I rebuilt myself. Oh, now here's something else comes that might rock my world. Guess what? I got practice. See, I, I got the practice of overcoming that already, so I already know I can get through it. If it happens again, I know that I can handle it because the one who is within me is greater than all that is around me. I am more than a conqueror through him who saved me. I know I can handle it because all things work together. Oh, for good. All things work together for good. All things work together for 
to those who love the Lord who are called according to God's purposes. So when I know that God has a plan for my life, there's something for me to do, I might be going through, but I'm not going to get done until I do what God calls me to do. That, that, I, I know what that was for now. I, I see. I didn't know what, 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 what that was for at the moment. At the moment, I thought it rocked me. At the moment, I shed some tears. At the moment, I said, oh, I don't think I can get through this. Or at the moment, I didn't think I can handle it. But now look at me. I'm stronger. I'm better. I'm wiser. Think about it. Anybody started lifting weights or started running and doing something in your life. And you started, I remember when I was 14. 15 years old, I went to football camp for the very first time, and they showed a bar to me and a bar with two wheels on it, 30, 45 on one, 45 on another, and the bar was 35. It was 135 pounds, and I struggled to bench press that. Struggled. Maybe had to have two spotters. I was 15 years old. But I didn't quit. Because I met with the opposition. And so by the time I graduated high school at 18 years old, I was bench pressing almost 300 pounds. Thought I was something. I had almost doubled and was definitely almost tripling my body weight and how much I could bench press. Why? Not because I gave up because 135 was tough. It's because I kept doing 135 until it became easier. And I said, put a little bit more on. Put a little bit more on. Put a little bit more on the opposition is what continue to give me strength. And I'm sharing that same thing with you, that the opposition is what is not meant to break you, but it can make you. The choice is up to you. What you gonna do with it? We have these pieces of a dream. This thing that finishes up in Mark 13 saying, watch. Be prepared. You don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know when the Son of Man is going to return. You don't know, but guess what? He's coming back. And when you know that he's coming back, you don't have to run around all like a like a like 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 all sad and all all self-conscious and thinking about well, I, don't, I don't know how I can handle it. I don't think I can make it. If you don't think you can make it, you can feel that way. Call me up. Now, I am not telling you that I am the bank. I am not the bank. (laughs) But what I can do with you is start praying with you. What I can do is know that there are no limits. When God is in it, there is no limit. And so we can go together to God in prayer and we can support each other and we can trust God with each other and we can see the glory of God revealed in us and know that the things that we will receive will be so much better. Oh, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing to the glory that shall be revealed in us. The glory that shall be revealed in us. Something is going to be revealed through what you're going through. And if you're on the mountaintop, if you've been through and now you're on the mountaintop, whoo, I need you to start testifying to some folk. I need you to start walking around like, oh, yes, let me tell you what God has done for me. Now, I'm not saying it because I'm bragging. I'm saying it because you might need to know that the same God who did it for me can also do it for you. I'm saying that you so you will not quit, so you will not give up, so that you will keep hope alive, that you will keep pressing to your blessing and know that there's pieces of a dream and that dream is of peace. Not 
the absence of struggle, but the presence of God in the midst of the struggle. Peace is not the absence of the struggle. You may have, you can still have peace and have struggle. How is that possible? Because you know whose you are, and that fuels and gives strength to who you are. So you're here today. You've been contemplating how you're going to make it, how you're going to handle what you got to go through. I can share with you simply this. Don't give up. It's work. It will take work. You're not just going to float through this life. I wish I could tell you that you would. You're not. No one does. If Jesus didn't float through life, what makes you think you're going to float through? Fact is, no matter what the struggle might be, Never quit and never give up. True peace is not merely the absence of tension. It is the presence of justice in the midst of it. That's a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King um, Jr. That true peace is not the absence of tension. We're in a critical time in our country right now. Time, 2018 is going to come. Make sure if you don't like what's going on, make sure everybody that you know. In fact, uh, if you're single and you're female, if you're single and you're male, here's this. You can't date me until you have a voter's card. I mean, without that, I mean, there are two things that are essential for voting. A clear health card. Stuff will kill you out there now, so I mean, I'm just keeping it real. And a voter's card. You don't have your voter's ID? I'm sorry. We can't hang. I mean, because I don't know where you're trying to take me if you're not voting. And if you ain't clean, we, got, we just miss me with that. It's understanding that there are critical times that we are living in. Make sure you're registered. Make sure you participate in the process. Make sure you don't just go for the okie doke. If you mean writing, calling, do whatever you have to do. But we're in a critical time. Would you agree that this is a critical time? Now this is not, a, I'm not saying nothing that's partisan or about, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying Democrat, I'm not saying Republican, I'm simply saying that if anybody will stand in front of you and tell you I voted for this and I didn't even see what was in it. And when it came down the pike, what I saw was that I want to tax, put more taxes on the middle class, but why you spend time talking about the middle class and nobody talks about the poor? I mean, do you notice that in the dialogue? Everybody says, well, the middle class is going to have a tax break. Well, what about the poor? Because until we understand how we treat the least of these, no matter how good you think you are at the top, you are nothing until you're treating the least of these with some dignity. Amen. Until you're being uh, providing pathways into um, fiscal mobili mobility, not just keeping people who are poor staying poor. You get sick, they're cutting the health care, cutting Medicaid, cutting all kind of stuff, and increasing the debt at the same time. Insanity.